Hi, it's Stephen DiPietro. What can Lego, cycling, and IKEA furniture teach us about meaning in work? Hang in there with me. Imagine getting paid to build Lego. Perfect job, right? How long could you do it for and how much would you want to be paid? And would you consider it meaningful work? Well, a bunch of American university students participated in an experiment to build Lego Bionicles for, their, for money. They were paid $3 for the first one and $2.70 for the next one and so on down the line. One group's creations were stored under the table to be disassembled at the end of the experiment. The other group's Bionicles were disassembled in front of their eyes after they'd completed the construction. Now, researcher Dan Ariely said that this was an endless cycle of them building and destroying in front of their very eyes. We'll get to the results shortly, but first let's examine the relationship between work and meaning more broadly. Many, many years ago, I was working for hours and hours, days and days on a presentation for a massive new client. I was obsessing over all the details and perfecting every little part of the presentation. Two weeks had passed and I was ready to send the final presentation to my boss when I saw him in the lift. And he said to me, hey, Stephen, about that presentation, I'm sorry, but we've pulled the plug on the deal. Now, up until that point, I was massively motivated. My work was going to matter. Afterwards, I lost motivation for many, many months. And in fact, the work never really, my work never really recovered from there and I ended up leaving. Now, activities require meaning, even if that meaning is so tiny that it seems inconsequential. There has to be a purpose for what you do to make it worthwhile. Now, the bike riding. I love bike riding, but more times than not, I hate the activity. Like, I recently completed a ride which had me climbing like 3,000 meters each day for three days. It's about 9,000 feet each day for three days. Most of the time I was miserable and in pain and alone and questioning what I was even doing there. My mind would wander so ridiculously that I can't remember most of what happened. Even the descents were not as enjoyable as you'd think. One slip in concentration at 60 kilometers an hour can lead to sliding off or flying off into the air down some steep cliff, not a place you want to be. But there was enjoyment. If it was going to be so miserable, then why not just sit by the pool and drink beers while my buddies did the climb? Because I had a purpose, irrespective of importance. My purpose was to reach the top. Now you can't ask me why I do these things any more than you can ask a mountain climber or a marathon runner the same question. It's personal, but ultimately my purpose was accomplishment. And also the camaraderie of sharing it with friends who had also shared in that accomplishment but it wasn't unadulterated enjoyment. The enjoyment happened to come from that accomplishment, but I wasn't seeking it. It just came. Now, rides like this require training and focus, which are two things that I'm notoriously known for, to be bad at. So the quest to accomplish something with my buddies created this acute focus on the ride and on the lead up. Now, for anything we do in our lives, we know that if it means something, it's preferred to doing something that doesn't. In other words, we know it's better to do something that means something than something that doesn't mean anything. Now, when we expand that over multiple activities or indeed expand that over the whole of life, like a whole of our own lives, we get some feeling as to why meaning matters, why things need to have a purpose and it drives us crazy. So the search for meaning stretches from the whole of meaning of life to the meaning of your job as a checkout cashier or doing housework. Cleaning the house can be a different activity 
one day to the next. Now, even if the activities themselves are the same, if you're just cleaning the house on a boring Tuesday afternoon, it's very different to cleaning the house on a Friday afternoon before hosting a dinner party with your favorite friends. One has a practical purpose, and the other has this overlay of emotional purpose, a deeper purpose. And as a result, you do the work with more vigor and dare I say, more purpose. Doing the work itself can also create deeper meaning to the outcome. So not only the emotional purpose, but also the work itself can create meaning. Now we know the frustrations of putting together IKEA furniture or watching some poor sop trying to fumble through the construction process. When you put IKEA furniture together, you suffer frustration and annoyance through the whole process. And if you don't know how my bike felt, my bike ride felt, then constructing flat packed furniture may give you an inkling as to how that felt. So despite the head scratching and sore back and arguments with loved ones, when somehow that furniture has been completed and it's put in its spot, it has a special pride and place in the house. It's because you did the work and that effort gives the furniture more value and also gives it a little bit of meaning. Simply having someone deliver it to you is not the same as constructing it yourself, despite all the frustrations. Seeing the fruits of your labor also could make you more productive as a result. Now back to the Bionicles. Remember they were paid $3 for the first construction and then 30 cents less for each subsequent one. Well, the first group's creations were stored under the table and the second groups were disassembled in front of the builder. And it was disassembled immediately after these were built. Now the first group made 11 Bionicles on average, while the second group made only seven before they quit. Now the upshot, even though there wasn't a huge meaning at stake, I mean they're building Lego Bionicles, and even though the second group knew their work would be destroyed at the end of the experiment, for the first group, seeing the results of their labor, even if it was for a short period of time, was enough to dramatically improve their performance. The search for meaning extends beyond our personal lives, and it's critical in our own work and in getting employees motivated to be more productive. Final point, this doesn't mean that it's solely up to the employer to provide the meaning, and it doesn't mean it's, it's you, the employee, that has to create your own meaning in work. Sometimes that's not possible. Both, however, are necessary. How we give context to our own mundane work is a topic for another conversation and the fodder for countless self-help books. The point here is that the search for meaning does not have barriers between work and personal life, and meaning matters.